Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. The 1-0. Swing and a miss. The throw from Heinemann, thrown to first base and then airmailed over the leap of Guerrero. This will allow LeMahieu to score. The Blue Jays tried to set up the back pick. The throw from Heinemann soared up the right field line and LeMahieu trucked across. It's 3 nothing Yankees. That was Ben Wagner with the call last night. The Yankees scoring their third of four runs and a 4 nothing win over the Toronto Blue Jays. The four-game series is now tied at one game apiece. Game three goes tonight, 7 o'clock on Sportsnet 590, the fan. And on Sportsnet, it is Blair and Barker for a Wednesday already. Time flies and you're having fun. It does indeed. Uh, a ton to get to today. We're going to be joined by Alec Manoa. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, of course, off that terrific start uh, in the first game of the Yankee series. Uh, Jeff Nelson, baseball analyst, former Yankees reliever, will be along. we got to talk about the Yankees bullpen, which oh. has emerged as, as, a, uh, as, as a, well, it's emerged as a strength. It's, frankly, it's been a story for the, for the Yankees the first five games of the regular season. And who knows, maybe Josh Donaldson will grace us with this present. Fingies crossed. It's raining outside. So maybe, maybe that's an omen. <gasps> maybe that's an omen. Did you make an error last night? Yeah, he did. He might be moody waking up this morning. Yeah. Let's hope not. He'll come on. He likes you. Josh is, Josh will, Josh is, Josh is a guy that'll will come on if he's not doing anything. Sure. He'll, he'll oh, I remembered I was going to go on. Anyhow, um, so let's talk about the game, and let's look ahead to tonight's start for Jose Barrios. Uh, look, the focus going on or, or going into this game was on Yusei Kikuchi making his first start for the Blue Jays. That was until, I don't know, was it 4 o'clock or so where the Blue Jays announced that uh, we knew that Danny Jansen was going on the IL, but I think it was around 3.30 or 4 o'clock that Charlie Montoyo, the Blue Jays manager, said, yeah, we're not, uh, this isn't a 10-day thing. We might be without him for four to six weeks. Uh, four weeks would be on the shy side. We know that in recent years, uh, Kyle Higashioka and, and Mike Zanino had similar injuries, left oblique injuries, and they were out for about a month. So... Alejandro Kirk, who has 48 career starts behind the plate, is now in charge of a pitching staff coming off a shortened spring. That's a work in progress. Oh, yeah, and all he has to do is hold the fort for six weeks while the Jays take steps towards the World Series. So there's a lot in Alejandro Kirk's plate, and I don't mean that as a pun. A lot on this you were plate. thinking of that on your drive on, on the way in no, here today? No, no, I don't, but I, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Let's talk about Yusei Kikuchi, first of all. Um, velocity was up last night, got up to 97, three and a third innings pitched, five hits, three earned runs, two strikeouts, two walks. You know, Kevin, we made some notes, and I know that uh, you've chatted with uh, uh, 
with 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 Pete. I mean, uh, you know, I'm looking at this guy's game, and 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 looking at what the Jays wanted from him going in. I mean, they wanted more energy. Which they got in the third, and the end inning. of his delivery. They got that, yeah, yeah, they got that. They got the the grunting. They got the 97 mile per hour velo. They uh, he's still throwing cutters. They'd like to throw. They'd like him to throw cutters in more to right handed pitchers. But they'd also like him to just. They'd like him to throw his fastball more. They'd like him to throw his fastball more, something that, uh, mm. you know, when, I, again, when he was effective and, and there was a, you know, there was a span of about, of about four or five batters last in, in that game where he was, he was effective. Um, so I, I guess it's something to build on, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. You, you got to look at big picture too. Uh, you you got to look at, uh, you, you know, what can you take away from the outing that was good? Not always look at the bad stuff. We could talk about the bad, the slider, what is that, the feel on the split change. I don't even know if that's a pitch now. Shaking. Like it was, yeah, he shook a lot. Well, you know, why are you doing that? That would tell you don't have confidence in something. I know the third and fourth inning, I, I don't want to say they made him Throw more fastballs, but it was encouraging. Let's just say that they were encouraging. Something him happened, to, and he threw more fastballs. They were doing, yes. you know, a bunch of the putting the one finger down and continuing to do it, even though he was trying to shake to something else. He's loved the cutter. That is a that that's obvious, and that's going to be a a you know a thing for the pitching coach and for catchers to get him away from that. When in doubt, he wants to go to the cutter. He's left-handed, who can throw ninety-seven miles an hour. Start there. Like, build off of that. We saw Cortez early in the game established 93 in, mm-hmm. a little bit off the plate, get you cheating because it has late giddy up to it, and then that made all of his secondary pitches that much better. Coochie's not any different, right? If he can establish something hard early in games, get you looking in there, that's why they moved him on a third base rubber. They want to make that a straighter line to get it into right-handed hitters. Uh, they want him doing it with a little bit more confidence. You know, I mentioned the grunt thing. Most of the time, I would never say that. First two innings, he didn't do it. For whatever reason, he was maybe trying to get the feel. Maybe he was nervous. Uh, maybe because it's Yankee Stadium. Maybe it was because of who he was facing. I have no idea. But first two innings, it was like lollipopping it in there. And then all of a sudden, the third inning, it was like, okay, I've had enough a little bit. I want to, because you could see, he'd throw a fastball. He'd turn around and look at the scoreboard. They're human beings. They want to see what the number is. They want to see if it's... You know, the, the 92, 93, he's going to get hammered in American League East. Let's say it like it is. But if it's 95, 96, 97, and he can establish that, and then backdoor cutters, and then occasionally a cutter into a righty, and then that gives, you know, more room for error with the slider, which to me, he calls it a slider. looks like a lollipop breaking ball. That, from That's the first time I've seen it. That's what exactly what it looks like. It's 82, 83 miles an hour. You know, it has a little bit of that sideways break to it. But it looks to me like he's trying to flip it, and it's more of a, you know, sort of a get-me-over-breaking ball. The one thing that stood out to me is he threw 84 pitches. He only had six swing and misses. Right. For a lefty to throw as hard as he does, that for me is, that'll tell you that the hitter's not real afraid to let the ball travel. And could be the short and spring training. I know that's the theme. Everybody wants to blame it on the short and spring training, and I'm sure that has a lot to do with it, or at least some to do with it. But – you know, I don't want to say this is a big work in progress and this is a project for Pete, but a little bit of the just the mindset, I think. Stop shaking. We have a good game plan. You got a good fastball. Use that first, and then we'll figure out how to work in the cutter, the split change, the get-me-over slider. Uh, you know, it's 
it's it's you mentioned is it a, is it something you can build off of? Yeah, because I like the velocity. I you know we on on Blue Jays talk last night we had a couple of people call up and complain, but clearly clearly people were expecting more from Yusei Kikuchi, and we said in the show like I four and a third I'd be I was I was would have been more than happy with four and four and a third. These initial starts, I just want to see velocity. I want to see a little bit of command. I'm prepared to see guys have to grind through. You know, Alec Manoa had to grind through that, did, that yeah. game. He did not have his best stuff. That's fine. It's the first start of the year. Kevin Gossman, first start of the year. He grinded through that game. So I, I'm, for me, my, my focal point was, is the velocity going to be there? Yeah. The velocity's there. Okay, now... Now we can work with that because we didn't see that velocity enough in spring training. Now we know it's there, so let's build on top of that. Question I have for you is with Danny Jansen now out for a month. You know, yesterday they had they had Tyler uh, Heineman catching. Yeah. Switch hitter. Yeah. I mean, he, he stands on both sides of the plate. He's a switch hitter. We, I, I wanted to play that that pickoff play because, and first of all, you pointed out, I'm not. We can't blame Heineman for that pickoff. Well, you play. can't. You, well, you sort of can't because it's an atrocious throw. But but a, but a lot of it is when you, if you're a first baseman, and I was always taught this. Uh, uh, Cecil Cooper taught me this early on. If you want to give, it looked like Vladdy was the one that wanted the pickoff. Right. And whatever that is, he goes to the belt. You know, then you get it back from the catcher. Could be numerous ways. He could shake his. His guard on his knee, he could rub uh, up his leg. He could throw dirt at Vladdy. Whatever it is that says, I got it, now we're going to do the pickoff. We're going to do the backdoor pick. The throw wasn't very good, but Vladdy was not. It was a bad pick. But, again, you know, if you're going to initiate a pickoff, you have to position yourself to, especially if you're a right-handed catcher, that you you can't expect a catcher to try and lead you. You catch it with your left hand and turn – and tag a guy out, it's virtually impossible. Like it's, it occasionally will happen, but it's virtually impossible. So what you have to do as a, as a first baseman, because Vladdy's trying to play the hole between first and second. Mm-hmm. He's trying to take away that that cheap little 17 hopper between that hole, which is exactly what you're supposed to do. But when you put a pickoff play on, you got to get closer so you can basically give him a target. So you're going to get to the bag, turn, and get in a position. I can't do it because we're backwards here. But you have to turn your body around, give yourself a target for him to throw to, not a moving target. So, yeah, it's a terrible throw. But, but also, Vladdy didn't help. It's a learning experience. Yeah, the whole play was bosh. Yeah. This is my point, though. If you had told me that Tyler Heineman would be starting a game at Yankee Stadium for the Blue Jays this year, I, I would have. You know, what are we talking about? September. See, yeah. I, the the catching part of it, I don't think this is going to be an issue. I, but I, but I, let me well let, let me just finish. Let, let me finish. This Danny Jansen's worked with Kikuchi all spring. He was there with Pete Walker as they try to figure out what it is that makes this guy tick. Alejandro Kirk, who is a, is, a, is a terrific offensive player and actually a better catcher. If you look at his numbers, handling pitches low in the strike zone, his numbers are pretty good. And that's good because this staff, mm-hmm. a lot of their, the, if, if they're on, they're going to be getting a lot of called strikes low in the zone. 
But he's only caught 48 games in the majors. And I looked at that, that play last night, and I'm thinking, do I really want... I, I can't afford to have my catcher making that mistake. I'm... I just don't understand. I don't understand putting the play on, frankly, with a guy who hasn't caught the guy in the mound, as far as we know before. Maybe they caught. He's he's, he's an older guy. I I, th- I think you need to put a little bit more pressure on guys when it comes to performance at the big league level. It's in the big leagues because they think he can do the little things. You, but he's you can the, throw he, a ball to first no, base. He's, like, he's in the, he's in the big leagues because he's the thirty. He's the thirty first man in the on, on, in the pecking order. He's in the uh, big okay. leagues because if they. The only, the only reason he's in here is because Danny Jansen got hurt. Otherwise, he's not getting well, a abs- sniff of the abs- Absolutely. You want your best two guys, but the point is he's in the big list. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is, is this going to be an issue for this team going forward? Yeah, I don't know how many more times you're going to see pickoffs. If it would have been a decent throw, they got a good chance of getting the guy I'm talking about having Kirk catch four yeah. or five times a week. I would, I would. Against, let me just finish, against, we've talked about this run of games. Yankees, Red Sox, Houston. This is the this is the the, the the guts of a large part of the season, and Alejandro Kirk is going to be the guy. Yeah, I don't think behind I don't, the play. I don't think the catching part of it. I, I think John Snyder's good enough that that he can. Uh, they were there was a lot of work going on in spring training with Kirk and John Snyder. Whenever I was there in camp, they were there. They were the first ones on the small field doing blocking and and framing and. He's he's I'm not saying a work in progress, but he's a little bit of that. And they're he's made big strides from last year to this year. I, I think they feel comfortable with him by, mm-hmm. behind the play. He's not going to hurt them. For me, it would be it would come down to conditioning. Can, can he do it four days a week? Can he or five days a week? Can he catch behind the plate? You've seen his body type. That that would be the one thing. And then also what he does better than catching is it's the heavy. offensive side of the ball. It would it will he be able to mentally, physically be behind the plate, blocking balls when he's supposed to, given all the effort that it takes to get, you know, early in the season these pitchers through some some tough times. And oh, by the way, won't you come in hitting sixth and hammer balls to right center field and do the things offensively that that most people think you can do. And it's a good lot luck. to ask. I know, and and good luck getting on the same page with Hyunjin Ryu. I would think, me personally, I'm going to think it will be two of the older guys who have been in the league a little bit longer. Zach Collins give or it, Heineman? Give it to, yeah, I would think so. Oof. It's a lot on Kirk's play to do that. Now, I may be wrong because he has he's, he has caught Ryu before. It it has, it has. It's, it didn't work. Well, look, 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 so sometimes pitchers are in their parts of the career where they don't get to pick. Who they're throwing to. Meanwhile, at AAA. Don't say it. Gabriel Moreno, two for five. Both hits off Aaron Sanchez. Threw a guy out. Threw a guy out in his first AAA game. Has say he has a good week in a row. Calling him up. Don't shake your head. I'm asking a question. Trying to win a World Series. If he's as good as everybody says he is, uh, why leave him in AAA? No, I, I, that, I mean, that's a tough I would, I would just as soon go out in the. I would try to bring in another catcher. That's me. But I, having said that, I understand you can't go out and trade every time there's an injury. Sure, I, I, I realize that. But I don't know. I, I, I want to leave. This kid hasn't had a regular year for two years because of COVID and everything like that. I would just as soon leave him in AAA. Yeah. Let, let him, let him get his, you know, let him, let him get his feet underneath him. 
and and then you know if he if he is performing really well, then we mm-hmm. can have that discussion at some point. Or call year, him up and let him be a part of something special. Uh, How about that? Not right now, because right now he's not part of something special. Right now he's part of a team that's three and two. And what I mean by that is there's there's I don't think there's any percentage in bringing the guy up during this injury. During Danny Danny yeah, Jansen's it's, injury, it's hard, I, I just—it's hard I, to I have that silly. conversation just because of, again, when Danny gets back, say this guy's going well, so is Kirk. Who do you still keep three catchers? There's a lot going to go into how you're going to use him when you do call him up. You want to call him up to leave him here, to be here forever, kind of thing. So it's—we have no idea what the game plan is for him. You and, know the and, play, Danny. Er, sorry, not Danny Jansen. Alejandro Kirk will decide this issue. If this, if if Alejandro Kirk can carry the load for the next, give it, I don't even know. I'm not going to put a time frame on it. Let's just say 10 days. The question will be answered. If this team keeps winning or wins with him behind the plate and it's just a matter of Zach Collins or Tyler Heineman needing to come in once once a week, okay, we can make it work. You know as well as anybody, if Kirk hits, what he doesn't do defensively will be a little easier to But there is my issue. There is my issue because – you are correct. His bat has got him to the major leagues. Yep. You can't DH him now, I don't think. I mean, they did last night, right? I don't know how often you can DH the dude now. Well, I know if he's, if he's, if he's hot offensively, they're DHing him. They're going to DH him some. And they'll figure out the catching situation and who's putting the fingers down. I, I, wow. I, I think when you see Heineman and, and Collins, you can tell it's the game's being called from the bench. You can see that. With Kirk, not so much. Kirk's been around. He knows these guys enough. He's caught them enough in, in games. He's caught them enough in well, and he also, spring training. And look, he he's caught Robbie, call his own game. He caught, he caught a Cy Young Award winner. He was good enough to do that Two last pitches. Year. Yeah. So, give him a little bit more about. credit defensively. <laughs> but Kirk's here to, to mash baseballs. Yeah. Help, help offensively. And I, the, the only thing that for me, anyway, I think he's going to be fine. The only thing for me is conditioning. Can he, can he handle it? Can his body... Handle what it takes to be a starting catcher. That's the question. Uh, looking at last night's game, I want to ask you a question that a uh, caller posited on Blue Jays Talk. And a reminder that Barker and myself will be on after every Jays game with Blue Jays Talk. You can call up and join the conversation. Um, last night, we had a caller ask you about Bo Bichette. Uh, Bo Bichette, 26 hits against the Yankees last year. Most of any Yankees opponent. He is what? He 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 got a jam shot last night. He was 0 for 13. And an 0 for 13, I'm not going to call it a run. He was 0 for 13 at that point. Uh, Vladdy, last night, caught looking. A couple of uh, pop-up to the infield. Pop-up to the third baseman, fielder's choice. They've been quiet through two games. You said yesterday you thought you saw the Yankees pitching them a little differently. No, the Ra- the, the Rangers did too. What is he? I had to look it up because I'm not even paying attention early in the season with with Bo and Blatty. They're going to do their thing middle of the season, end of the season. Yeah, I'm just a third looking, of the way I'm into the at season. That, those, they're, they're, those they're, run of five, he's five for twenty two with a homer and seven strikeouts. Seven strikeouts. Uh, they the, the league's made an adjustment to those two guys with Vladdy. It's in off the plate. They're trying to see, okay, we're sitting around thinking, if when we're facing the Blue Jays, first guy you're trying to figure out how to get out is the guy standing at first base, the big boy. How do you get him out? 
maybe he'll get himself out. Maybe we won't have to throw him a strike, make it look like a strike. And that's what the Rangers did. And now that's what the Yankees did last night. They're in off the plate, trying to get him to chase to see if he'll get himself out. And right now, you know, he's chasing a little bit too much, but you can't be worried about that. And with Bo, it's the elevated fastball. That, that That's sort of, you know, I, I don't want to say is, is, is kryptonite because I don't think that's that's the right way to say it. But early in the season, you know, it's accumulation of a bunch of things. The, the, the team knows where they're supposed to be going at the end of the season. And you want to get off to a good start. You want to help your team, you know, especially going to Yankee Stadium. You want to be the man. You want to be the guy that gets everybody headed in the right direction and maybe he's trying too hard. I don't want to say he's over-swinging because he swings the exact same way all the time. Since he's been in the big leagues, it doesn't look any different. It's just one of those times where he's ran in some decent pitching. He's ran into some righties. He's faced bullpens now with the Yankees. That man, like, uh, good luck. You're going to get that so all year. Far, the Yankees bullpen, 27 and two-thirds innings, three earned runs. That's an ERA of 0.99. 28 strikeouts. In five games, the bullpen has worked at least four innings and it's allowed one earned run or fewer in each of those games. Last night, we saw Clay Holmes. We saw Miguel Castro. Yeah. Jonathan Loisica, who, I mean, I I just, I've absolutely loved for, for three, I mean, three or four years. No surprise. A lot of people in baseball have. And of course, Araldus Chapman comes in at the end. We said uh, before the Yankees series that we thought this might be that if you went position by position, the Jays were probably better than the Yankees. We were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> because the bullpen. Yeah, I got put, put, my, put, my, me, me put my hand up right away that here. That bullpen is easily bullpen. the best bullpen in the American League East. It's not even close. Like the, the, the arms, the arm angles, the late movement I with mean, power. Look at what, and then you add Chapman, and he throws that thing. Yes. That's 91 after 101. I, if they're healthy. Most of the year, they're they're going to be the reason with Garrett Cole why, why they're going to be in it in September. Buck made the point during the telecast. Put yourself in the in the position of the Blue Jays hitters. You've been Nestor Cortez to death. Oh. Then here comes Clay Holmes in. Man, power sank. And then here comes Miguel Castro in. 99 with all over the place. You see the and first then here pitch comes that he, See the first pitch that, that Castro threw to Vladdy and it went to the backstop and yeah. then he flips the little get me over on the black yeah. slider and he turns around and catch you going, you kidding me? Like after you just threw 99, you didn't know where it's going. Now you can flip a secondary pitch. Yeah. They're going to be a handful and, and you're going to have to have some better at bats. So that's my point with, with the lineup when it comes to the Blue Jays, them being right-handed and all the power stuffed righties that these leagues have and these guys and these you know, these what? teams have to throw at them. You, you got to take a little step back and say that pitching's pretty good too at the big league level. Let me ask you a question that I'm going to ask Jeff Nelson when he comes on. We know that one of the talking points this season is are pitchers ready after that compressed spring training <laughs> caused by the lockout? Does the same rule hold true for relievers as starters? In other words, to your way of thinking, is it easier for a reliever to handle that compressed time frame than a guy who's got to get built up to, what, 60, 70, 75 pitches? Yeah. Is it easier for a reliever? We'll talk. We'll ask. Yeah, that's a great. We'll ask Nelly that. But That's a great question. You know, from what I've noticed and who, the people I've talked to, I, I, I think it's about when your stuff is not what you're used to it looking like. And like you've noticed, 
I really try and hone in. Pitchers are scoreboard ha- scoreboard they happy are. now. They really they can't are. wait to turn around and see what it looks like, even on breaking balls. You know, Barrios was turning around all the time looking at the at the curveball because it's hard. And he was overthrowing it, and he knows if it's a, it's a certain speed all the time, he can control it, he can throw it where he wants it to go. I think that's the, what they're talking about is when the, the, the short and spring training is, is when it's not there, they try and force it. Mm-hmm. And that's how they're either getting hurt or they fall behind a lot. You know, last night, just Kikuchi faced 16 batters. He faced seven guys where he threw six or more pitches yeah. to. That's a lot. That's yep. the point is you want action in three pitches. If you're a starter, to your point about being in the bullpen, not so much. It's about stuff. I'm going to give it to you as fast as I can give it to you. Well, a starter's not quite like that. Right. Trying to get the flow easy. of the game. He wants to locate early. It's, you know, a little different mindset when it comes to that. But it's the action early to get you deeper into games that I think these – Starting pitchers. Now I'm on this. I'm on the side that I'm not giving these guys excuses. Yeah, no, you're they're, a hitter though. You're they're, a hitter. they're grown ups. They've you're been there, done it long enough. But I've been told I was wrong by numerous people. So I'm not the one throwing the baseball. I'm just watching it. And I think from what I've seen, they're they're you know it's just not matching up to what they think it should be like. And that's why they're trying to force it. And when you force it, it doesn't go very well. Yeah, it's we'll, we'll ask we'll ask it'd be a great question. We'll ask Nelly that, and he'll, I'm sure he'll yeah I'm he'll sure have, a he'll have an answer. It. Yeah. Uh, shout out by the way to Matt Brash, Kingston, Ontario, making his first major league start last night for the Seattle Mariners. The Mariners didn't win, three two loss. Mm-hmm. Um, his first pitch was ninety seven point three miles an hour. A couple of batters later, he threw a ninety nine. Point two mile an he's hour. He's fired up. You can tell. Past Jose Abreu. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, yeah, and, and he, he's got a pitch that people. The slider. The slider that people. It's become a cottage industry. You want to you wanna Google Matt, Bra- Matt Brash and slider and see how many people have done, like Pitching Ninja and all those folks, mm-hmm. see how much of a breakdown nasty. they've done on him. It's yeah. filthy. So well done to, to, to yeah. Matt Brash. And, um, yeah, it's always good to have another Canadian in the major Absolutely. leagues. And, and he is. He's a kid who went out and won a spot in spring. How often do you hear that? It's rare. Go out and win a spot in spring Especially training. Especially on teams that are, are trying to make the playoffs yeah. and should make the playoffs. Spent some money to do it. Yep. And then you come. You have to be really good, and you can tell he's he's got everything. If you want to make a pitcher out of scratch. He looks like it. Yeah, exactly right. You know, he's just big. He, he can handle the what it takes to get you deeper into games. He's got stuff. And every once in a while – that right guy comes up. It's like, okay, I, I, I got good stuff. Yeah. And you can't hit it, and I like that. It was, it was fun to watch it. Yeah, so well done to Matt Brash. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll attempt to get Matt on. Uh, we'll attempt to get Matt on. The show, maybe it'll help that I was born in Kingston, too. Maybe we can use that. I, I would think point. that has nothing to do with it. Probably not. Yeah. You're right. Alec Manoa of the Toronto Blue Jays had his usual Yankee Stadium result on Monday. Yeah. He grinded through this one a little bit, but still, uh, he is a master early in his career. He's shown himself to be a master of Yankee Stadium. He's clearly not uh, not adversely affected by by the the aura of Yankee Stadium. I, I mean, at, frankly, Alec Manoa's aura seems bigger than Yankee Stadium's aura when he's out there. And um, it was a hell of a start for him, uh, coming off a terrific rookie year. 
Alec Manoa joins us next. This is Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590 The Fan, 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Smart takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis and Stephen Brunt. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't let it beat you. Push the little button that says Mike on. On. It'll be a battle of opening day starters tonight as uh, Jose Barrios. You're looking at me like that. <laughs> and Garrett Cole. Square off at Yankee Stadium. 705 first pitch on Sportsnet 590. The fan of Sportsnet. Why are you laughing? I don't know. The way you said battle. <laughs> I was going to say face off because every, everybody says, you know, Yankees and Jays face. I, I hate it. I hate it. No, you face off in hockey. You don't face off in basketball. You don't face off in football. You don't face off in soccer. That seems like and you're... you don't face off in baseball. That Yankees like, and Jays will face well, off. That, no, they won't. That seems like you're just looking for a reason to be upset about something. No, it's Overlook like... Overlook that. It's like when somebody says a new record. No, it's a record. It's not a new record. It is a record. Huh? I, I just guess, did. I guess. Boy, you're begging I mean, you're like, this would be a firing offense when I worked the, 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 when I started working in newspapers to call something a new record. Really? It's not a new record. It's Man. a record. Anyhow. Words matter, I guess. Not really. <laughs> I mean, I butcher a lot of things, but it's just there, there, there are a couple of things that, uh, that I don't even know how I got going in that. Because you gave me that. You gave me that. That's all it takes, huh? You've you gave me that long side enough, eye. You gave me that side eye, and I'm sort I gave of me the me- fish eye. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> mentally, okay, what I say, what I do. Because now that we're on TV, you know, we can't do a lot of the stuff we used to, we used to do. Oh. Anyhow. Jeff Nelson uh, joins us at 11 o'clock. Uh, four-time World Series champion with oh, the Yankees. It's a lot of rings. Former MLB relief pitcher. He's also doing some broadcast work for the Marlins. So maybe we can drop a little Marlins conversation in Absolutely. there. Absolutely. I think some of us are really high on them. <laughs> didn't you say they're going to make the playoffs? I did indeed. I did indeed. I stand by that. Yeah, you got about as much luck as my call about the Braves not making the playoffs. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The Braves are making the playoffs. That's what I mean. But you know who else is really good? You know who else that I I may have? I have them making the playoffs, but I may have underestimated how important Justin Verlander is going to be to the Houston Astros. If they can keep him healthy and have him go game one of a playoff series. Yeah, there you go. There you go. it It was the nerves. Last year, about who was starting game uh, one. If you got that guy starting game one, it sort of takes the pressure off everybody else. And what you have, and is, Bregman's healthy. And what you have is a bunch of guys who mm-hmm. had to step in or step up last year. A bunch of pitchers. You know, ultimately they didn't win the World Series, but they got pretty far. And now here comes the big dog back. And now we can all kind of be comfortable again, knowing, knowing that if we have to go outside our comfort zone, well, we can, we can do it. Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's way too early. Five games is is, is too early to react to anything. But, uh, yeah, those are a couple of things that uh, jumped out. We're waiting to hear from Alec Manoa. Uh, Kevin Gossman will start the series finale tomorrow against Luis Severino. Want to go back and talk a bit, Kevin, about last night's game. And 
Oh, we have Alec Manoa. Perfect. Then we don't have to talk nice. about last night's game because I'd rather talk about Monday's Me game, too. which was much more interesting, not just because the Blue Jays won, but because Alec Manoa pitched the game. And we're very pleased that Alec joins us on Blair and Barker. Alec, thank you for doing this. As always, we appreciate your time. Look, I thought, I thought guys were supposed to be intimidated going into Yankee <laughs> Stadium. Like, could you at least sweat a bit or make it look like it's a little <laughs> difficult? Uh, but I had my big big jacket on to make sure I got some sweat in. <laughs> um, you know, look, we, we, we've, like a lot of folks, we've had this conversation going on for a while about the shortened spring training and pitchers coming out of it, compressed spring training, I'm sorry, pitchers coming out of it. Um, what do you look for? You're out there. What What are you kind of keeping an eye on, Alec, to tell you that, okay, this is, this is going, you know, this is going well. What is the thing that tells you that, okay, I'm kind of where I, I'm kind of where I need to be right now. Yeah. Just, you know, I would say like the rhythm, you know, the, the, the rhythm of the mechanics, rhythm of my body, just making sure um, everything's in the right place and um, getting some good extension side fastballs and things like that, you know, um, just really getting the body in a good rhythm, I think is the biggest thing. Um, and then everything else kind of just falls in place after that. Alec, have you seen uh, an issue of the shortened spring training from other guys in the rotation? What I mean by that, you mentioned what what it takes for you to be you. But with other guys, is is it sort of the same way? Or are we reading too much into the shortened spring training? Um, I'm not really sure. Um, you know, I, 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 it's hard to speak for other guys. But I know for me personally, um, you know, it's definitely – the short of the spring, you definitely go through, uh, you know, a couple starts and then now you're in season, you know? So whereas in, in a longer spring, you know, you get, you know, one start, you know, okay. You know, my arm was a little late or, you know, maybe my hands were breaking a little early. Then the next start you go out there and fix it, you know, but maybe now you're doing something else that's a little off. And then the third start, you try and put it all together. So like, you know, you get five starts to try and, and, and five or six starts, try and put it all together. Um, you know, but now there's there's still some guys that are just still trying to find that rhythm, still trying to find um, little little you know tweaks in their mechanics and stuff still. You know, so um, I would definitely say that you know I, I don't think it's you know I think everybody was 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 grinding and working as hard as they can. You know, um, as they should. You know, uh, even during the lockout. Um, but I just think some of that in-game action and some of that in-game tweaks. Um, and rhythm to the mechanics, I think, might just be a little off right now. Yeah, I know you, you've you added a new toy in the changeup. I think you threw it 15 times in your last start. Were, were you happy with it? Did you like what how it came off the fingers and location of it? Yeah, I'm 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 <laughs> I'm happy with it, but uh, I don't think it's where it completely needs to be yet. Um, I think just continue to to work it in, continue to learn um, when to use it. Um, you know, even the other night, I still. Um, you know, kind of just flared some, you know, I'm, I'm trying to perfect it and just continue to throw it down in the zone. You know, that's the only thing that matters. You know, I, ra- I rather throw it in the dirt than, than leave it up, you know. So um, just continue to attack it um, and continue to compete with that pitch and just 
um, try and throw it, you know, n- nice and down in the zone, get some good some good movement, and kind of just keep some hitters off balance. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I do think you're trying to throw it a little bit more to righties. And I know you you threw. I'm pretty sure you threw one to Giancarlo Stanton, a little pop out to first base. Do you have to talk yourself into that? You know who's hitting. I know you're not an intimidated guy when, with whoever's standing in the box, but it is, nice, it is a new toy, right? And you've got really yeah. good stuff that you can get these these guys out with. And, you know, is there a little bit you got to talk yourself into it with certain guys that are up hitting? Well, I just I just think it's a mentality thing behind it. You know, I, I, I truly believe my fastball and my slider are really hard to hit. Um, you know, and I got to give the change up the, the same opportunity as that, you know, so, um, that's the only way I'm going to build confidence. You know, I mean, what's better confidence than getting John Collar standing out, yeah. mm-hmm. um, with, with that new pitch, you know, so, um, just, just continuing to throw it and build confidence and Hey, you know what, if I give up a home run, it is what it is. It's baseball, man. Um, you know, so, uh, we'll, we'll know not to throw it like that again, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and, and when we throw it good, we'll, we'll know to keep throwing it like that, you know? Uh, you mentioned us when we had you on before, uh, just after, pardon me, just after Kevin Gossman was acquired, that you were looking forward to picking his brains about about his his changeup, about the the Fosh, or I guess well, most people are calling it a Fosh, the mm-hmm. Fosh changeup that he throws. Um, and, I, and I wanted to ask you, you know, it's one thing to talk to guys about how they throw a pitch and why they throw a pitch, and then another thing to do it yourself. Is How, how do you go about accumulating the information and making it work for you? Because not every pitcher's hand is the same. Not every pitcher's fingers are as long. I mean, all of that stuff. How do you go about yeah, sort of marrying the two? I, I just, um, I'm a very visual learner, you know, so uh, the biggest thing is just watching his catch play with it. Um, you know, you can he can sit there and tell me, you know, how he throws it, what he feels, things like that, you know, but if I can't visualize it or, or see what it's supposed to look like, um, I'll have a hard time, you know, being able to, to, to pick up on it, you know. So just being able to watch some of his live VP, some of his games, um, just the way he attacks it, the confidence he has in it. I mean, he knows it's a top five pitch in baseball. He knows um, it's hard to hit. Um, and and, and he, he shows it, you know. He, he, he throws it a lot. Um, he throws it with conviction. Um, and, and he's out there you know, uh, confident in it, you know. So I think that's the biggest thing for me is just uh, being able to see the way he attacks it, seeing seeing the way he throws it. Obviously, uh, we both have a completely different grip on it, but um, I think just the conviction and, and the attack behind it is, is something I was lacking on my changeup. Yeah, I, I got to ask you, I, I saw you self-correcting yourself uh, in-game. When, when, you know, when I was hitting, that was the very – that was one of the tough things for me is in and at bat to self-correct, right? It, it was – I know I felt that. It was wrong. I should stay a little bit more inside the baseball. I saw you with that, you know, the mock extension thing that you were doing. Uh, is that something that you and Petey have worked on? Is that something that just, you know, now you've done it so many times the right way that when you do it a bad way, you can self-correct? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, and I think that's that's also a big part in the development of the changeup is is when you throw a bad one, knowing why you threw a bad one. Uh, you know, um, so you know, kind of before. I mean, you can't fix a mistake if you don't know why you made the mistake. You know, so um, for me, just that, that that was also a big thing is understanding. Okay, this is how I throw a good one. This is how I throw a bad one. This is how I feel when I throw a bad one. Um, so understanding that and then knowing that that's not what we're looking for. Um, and then when we do that to make the adjustment, you know, so 
um, I, I'm out there on the mound, man, just competing. I don't even notice um, that, <laughs> that I'm, I'm <laughs> making these motions or trying to fix these things. Uh, but I, I'm just trying to get better uh, every pitch, you know. So uh, I think I, I dragged a couple changes to kind of stay up and was kind of just reminding myself, hey, attack that thing down in the zone. It's nasty. Keep throwing it um, and just attack it, you know. You got uh, some good defensive plays behind you. Everybody did in that in that win over the Yankees. We've noticed a difference in in Bo Bichette, I think, because of the presence of of Matt Chapman. Are you seeing the same thing as well? Just the the, the how solid that left side of the defense is now. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's tough to get a ball through there. You know, um, even in yesterday's game, I mean, these guys are so aggressive. Uh, we got Bo and Tappy both fighting for a ball. Um, and you know, as a pitcher, that's, that's, that makes us feel really good. You know, the guys are back there and they, they want to make plays. They're hungry to make plays. Every, every guy on that infield wants every ground ball. Um, you know, and that, that feels amazing as a pitcher, you know? So, um, I definitely think, you know, obviously chap, it's, it's no secret. Chappie has probably the best love in, in, in the league, you know? So, um, I, I definitely think that he, he makes everybody's game in the infield better. And some of the little tweaks and some of the little tricks that he knows is, pass them along and i think it definitely just makes everybody better okay i need you to take us inside what a what a pitcher thinks of when he's throwing to different catchers from each start to start right you know with danny jansen going down say like a ryu you you hang out with ryu you talk to him a lot well what would be some of the challenges of uh you know him trying to throw to a different guy from start to start yeah i just i just think the biggest thing is you know uh throughout the duration of a season, um, you know, there's sometimes where the sliders working. Um, there's sometimes where the heaters, you know, working the best. There's sometimes where the change might be working the best. Um, there might be a spot where nothing's working and, you know, your command is just what's keeping you in it, you know? So um, I think having that consistent catcher, especially for Rue, um, you know, whichever pitch he's feeling really good with um, that catcher kind of knows from last game, what he threw, how he threw it. Um, how they were able to utilize that pitch and how they were able to have success with it. Um, and now that catcher can build off of that going into the next game the same way Rue is trying to build off of that going into the same uh, the next game, the same way we're all trying to build off of it going into the next game, you know. Um, and, and then, you know, just maybe having a new catcher in there, I don't think it throws off a whole ton, but, you know, these guys do a lot of do a lot of homework and stuff like that to, to be caught up in, in speed and all that stuff. But, you know, a new catcher might come in there and, and – and, and, not have the same rhythm, you know, from last game. Not might not understand how the the cutter was working last game and and things like that or whatever, you know. So um, I just think it's a rhythm thing, you know, and, and I just think it's um, definitely definitely something that keeps the rhythm going. Um, but I don't think it plays that huge of a factor in in, in a pitcher's success, you know. Yeah. Do you think Alejandro is ready to you know take this and run with it for the next four to six weeks? Any doubt in your mind? Uh, I love Kirky, man. Um, I, I love his energy back there. Um, I, I love what he brings to the table. Um, and I love that he wants to win every day, you know. So um, for me, when he, when he catches me, I just it, it, it truly feels, you know, 50-50. He's, in, he's into it as much as I am. Um, and he wants it just as much as I do, you know. So um, we're able to go out there and, and, and attack and kind of uh, try and be on the same plane and um, go compete as hard as we can. Alec, really good of you to join us today. Thanks so much, man. Keep it going. Yeah, great stuff. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Alec Manoa, the Toronto Blue Jays. He gets me fired up. Every time I I listen to him talk, I just want to, I don't know. Run through a wall. Oh, I do. Like, I just, if if you're catching him, 
just the man. It's me and you against the world. Yeah. Like, and I got this. I go, that's that's got to be fun for a catcher to put the finger down. And he's like, yeah, buddy. That's exactly what I was thinking without actually saying it. It's got to be cool. Yeah, I look. I mean, I there are there are are pitchers that you obviously you respect. There are pitchers that are really good. There are pitchers you like watching. I, you know, people always ask me, oh, who the, the, the favorite pitcher to cover, favorite pitcher to watch. And there are a lot of them. I, Pedro was my favorite because I enjoyed watching how he went about his business. I enjoyed the, the, the show that came with. Yeah. And I mean, and, and I'm using the word show. I'm, I'm, I, I'm using that positively. I enjoyed the presence of Pedro Martinez in a when he was pitching and it's the same thing with Alec Manoa. There is a, there are some pitchers that go to the mound and really give you the impression that they realize the game doesn't start till they throw the ball. We all know that, Mm -hmm. but there are some pitchers that make you think they really know that the game doesn't start (laughs) until they throw. And it's about them. Yeah. It's about them when they're pitching. It's about them and they're comfortable with it. And that's the thing I like about watching Alec Manoa pitch. I love watching him pitch. I love the stuff and everything, but I just, I like everything. I like everything around it. And Kevin, I've got to think, I've got to think his teammates are that way too. Like yeah. if you're playing behind that guy, you're, you're going to want to get at it. Yeah. There's not too many people. I think not too many pitchers that can intimidate the Yankees in Yankee stadium. He's done it. He does it every time. Anyway, for me, when I watch him, they're oh, intimidated. Yeah. Oh, there's the, someone the way Aaron Boone talks after the game. The way some uncomfortable the way, at bats. Absolutely, there. they're they they seem like they're a little intimidated by the show. You talk about that on the mound, and he actually goes out and performs that way. You know, he he backs it up. He backs up the attitude. Now he has made adjustments. The staring thing. I, that was my he, next question. He, he's I, a little he, there. It's still there a but, little, but it's 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 there with a purpose now. It it's is not. And every and every pitch thing or in every it batter is. thing, it is. He makes the adjustments he, he has to make, and and it's you know again. I I just, I just think I've had buddies text me and say, "Man, when when is Al pitching again?" And I have to tell them, and they're like, "I'm I'm I can't wait to watch him again." That's that's sort of what he's getting into. Of even if he doesn't perform the way we think he should that day, mm. you still can't wait to see him pitch the next time, and that's in. Uh, that, I think, is what all five guys are trying to be. You know what is always a tip-off for me is when you hear former players who are now analysts with whatever network, when they light up when they talk about a guy, that and, and that says something to me. Like, that is that just gets to how special. You, you watch the MLB network and things, but when they talk about Alec Manoa, yeah. there is, it's just, it's like energy the switch to the goes conversation. There's an energy to the there conversation. Is. I, I, I like who he threw the changeup. The one changeup he threw to the righty was the biggest dude on planet Earth. <laughs> I, that just seems right to me. Like, like, I understand that's what you're doing because you're trying to control bat speed because you could tell he was stepping in the bucket, Stanton was, to try and catch up to the late-moving heater. You could tell that. And he was reading the bat. He's gotten a lot better at reading bats. He said that at the end of last year. He, he, I, he, I talked to him in spring training. He said that. You could tell he's doing that now by when yeah. he was throwing his change-ups. And just who he threw the change-up to the righty was 
sort of funny to me. We've spoken to a few people in the organization, and there are people in that that organization who think who who said early in his early. I mean, we're still early, but last year that people underestimated the feel that he had for pitching. He's an advanced thinker when it comes to pitching. He understands, and we've talked to the same people, he he understands concept. And I, and I loved what he said about watching Kevin Gossman, how I'm a visual learner. And there are people in the organization will tell you that he, he, like, he gets a lot of complicated stuff. Yeah, I think it's the way he really talks. quickly. I think it's the way he processes at bats. Didn't go well for him. I remember the Brett Gardner at bat last year. I think Brett hit a, a home run off a fastball. Yes. He wanted to throw him a sl- slider, but the book told him to throw him a hater. He had more conviction in the slider. He threw him a hater, and I think he hit a home run off of it. And that's all he talked about in the in the post game was, I felt like I should have thrown a slider. Yeah. That won't happen again. Yeah. It's my game. I know what the, I know what the book's saying. I know what he's saying that he can't catch up to. But this game. My slider was telling me that he don't like my slider. Why shouldn't I throw him that? And I think that's that's the process he's going through here is if the changeup is better and he finds a better grip and can have the difference between the, the speed of the changeup and the fastballs, the two of them, the sinker and the four-seamer, that for me is when he's going to get scary. Now it puts it in their mind that now they have to worry about a third pitch. Now not only do I have to worry about getting it started a little quicker and the back hip is dropping my barrel because I'm just like, I, you know, I have to get out there because it's got that late giddy up to it because my buddies in front of me, their swings are telling me that. And now that he had, they have to worry about something else in that changeup. I would think too, Kevin, that having, this, having the success he had last year would make him more comfortable using the changeup. And again, I loved what he said about it. if Stanton get, hits a home run on yeah. him, that, that's going to happen. Yeah. And, and I think the fact that he was able to have such a good year last year has just given him the confidence to try new stuff. I, listen, I, 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 don't, I don't think we've seen the best of Alec Manoa. Oh, yet. not even close. I, I don't think we've seen not the best of close. Alec Manoa. Not um, even close. Well, I'll tell you what, there's some scout someplace, the Blue Jays organization, they did a hell of a job. They got to be proud of themselves. Tap themselves on the back every once in a while. You got to give yourself some love. Identifying and developing pitchers is a real art form. Jeff Nelson is a former MLB pitcher. He's now an MLB analyst. We'll talk about that Yankees bullpen. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.